welcome to Uneducated Guests. I'm your host, at Presby Bard. With me tonight is at Bourbon Ghost. Say hello. Hey, guys. Also with us again tonight, we have our special guest, Tim Pool. <laughs> the, Tim Pool. The poor man's Tim Pool. Yeah. How's it going, Tim? It's going good. Uh, I hope to be a little more positive than the real Tim Pool. Yeah, he's at least his Twitter bio. But I think you you guys are kind of. I think you guys are really in our cohesive spirits. He's kind of black pilled. You're kind of black pilled. Also, just sort of um, kind of done with people in a very aggressive way. Yeah, wouldn't you agree? Yeah. <laughs> Has it always been that way, or has it like drastically increased recently? No, yeah. it's always been yeah. that way. Yeah, it's both. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been that way, and it's and it's yeah. increased. Yeah, <laughs> aggressively increased. Yeah. So, all right, what are we talking about this week? Anybody know? We got a couple questions we can go over. I sure don't know. We have we have a couple of questions, and we uh, we didn't discuss the song of the week. But we should do a song of the week, like off the cuff, right here. <laughs> we haven't even we haven't even pre-discussed what the song would be. Right, we we have though, in a way. Yeah, I mean, we've in thrown little, some things out there, but in a way, uh, we have discussed this one song. Uh, it's it's one that everybody knows, and everybody hates. People want to just just keep listening, people. It's coming. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the. Stinking name of it! It's the Third Eye Blind song. Oh, uh, Jumper, Jumper, yeah. I don't know this song. Well, the thing, the reason I think it would be easy because BG loves the song. He admitted, big Third Eye Blind fan, that he loves the song and he wants to get roasted over loving the song. He said as much in our group text. Roast me, yeah. You wrote it's song. a self roast. It's a self-roast by loving the song. I've always heard so. them referred to as a uh, queef core. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I, I, I get it and I accept it and I'm okay with it. <laughs> Magnificent. It's a self-roast. Loving the song is a self-roast. You, you asked for people to roast you over loving that song where you've roasted yourself already. So I mentioned uh, this in, in, in the text message and it really is true. I saw him at, uh, I think it was called Bulldog Bash and start. Well, there are about five or six bands that played <laughs> probably 10 years ago. And, uh, you can't get over that. <laughs> he came out on stage wearing a, a top hat and he legitimately looked like Starburns. And yeah. that's what I thought about every time I see Starburns on, on community is Stephen <laughs> Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the song may be fine. I don't know. It lyrically it may be okay. Uh but it's it's just it's it you just can't listen to it because of the way he sings it, in my opinion. I totally get that. He's not a good he sings about like crystal meth and stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean good for him. Uh if that's what he wants to do. I don't know anything about Third Eye Blonde. I have I have nothing to contribute. Just, oh, were they were they around the same time that like all those other bands that came up with three three word names, three, three days grace, <laughs> third eye blind, three doors down, three doors down. I never thought about that. Yeah, but yeah, they probably were taking back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, did they just was that a like a P O D? 
<laughs> was that a summit? Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> <laughs> was the, was there a summit of like up and coming bands in the in the millennial millennium uh, change there? Said, all right, guys, look, come up with a name. Stephen Curtis Chapman. <laughs> yes. Michael W. Smith and Stephen Curtis Chapman aren't the same guy. Nope. Unbelievable. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, just. It is funny how weird. band names go through cycles. Like, there's a bunch of thes in the early 2000s. Yeah. The Strokes. The. the there's shins. also a lot of a lot of bands in the early 2000s named after animals. Yeah. Mm. Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Modest Mouse. Mm. Frightened Rabbit. Cage the Elephant. Yeah. I mean, there's just like all these. Yeah. You know, randomly with animal names. You know. Bunch of numbers too. Did you ever think about that? Some forty-one. Blink one eight two. SR seventy-one. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Are they all the same? What bands? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Could be. Trying to think of more animal names. I came up with those pretty quickly. That those was were. that was pretty quick. I was worried that you were going to get two out. <laughs> what did I get? Like four? You got four. Yeah. There's, pr- yeah. there's probably more, but... Yeah. If you'd have said... And there's more, yeah. obviously. <laughs> yeah. Cobra you know. Starship. Huh? Cobra Starship. What is that? What is the band? I know, but what up. do you, what does that relate it's to? It's an animal. Oh, Cobra. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's true. A cobra is an animal. I don't think of... Yeah. I mean, it's a very specific type of snake. Be, there's got to be other ones out there, but... I have to think. Yeah, me too. Anyways, good gorillas. song of the day. Gorillas. Uh, uh, gorillas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I don't even defend my position on Third Eye Blonde. I'm okay with it. Okay. I, I don't, I really don't know anything about Third Eye Blonde. I couldn't name a song. I don't think I've ever, I'm, I'm sure I've heard a Third Eye Blonde song, you know. DMX barked a lot in his music. <laughs> it's not an animal name, but. He made animal noises. Yeah. <laughs> Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, he's Fleet 90s. Foxes. He's 90s. Fleet Foxes. Yeah. That's another one. Anyways. Deer Hunter. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> that's deer, right? This is hard. Wasn't there another deer band? Deer Tick. I've heard of them. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's a, that's really? a band. Yeah, mm-hmm. Deer Tick. I think that's just a bug. Yeah, but it's, it's a band. It's a band. Well... Danger Mouse. Danger That's Mouse. Another one. Yeah. They're coming to me now. I'm telling you. Is uh, of mice and men? No. They are <laughs> that, a band. That was That's a book, right? Of mice and men. They're, they're, a, they're band. a band too. Yeah. What? Nuh-uh. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Mm-hmm. Up on Apple Music. Yeah, look that up, Jamie. What about fish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that count? I. It counts. It, fin- it we're t- we're going off of phonetics, not spelling. <laughs> Oh, it's of monsters and men. Yeah, not that's of mice what, and but men. there's an of mice and men. Too. No, there's not. Spotify, do it. Good. I don't oh think my that's gosh, the case. there's an of mice and men. Is there band? Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. and they're decently them. famous. I mean, what's their most played song? Or how many? Uh, how many listens? Owl City. I don't, how much? Sorry, I'm just gonna that? keep as they come oh, to Owl me. Owl City. Yeah, I'm gonna keep naming one. them as they. Counting Crows. Boom. Whoa. Yeah. Here you go. Of mice and men. That's another one. Their most played song has like 48 million plays. Can you imagine how, uh, if you're listening to this podcast right now, how annoyed you are by Cheryl Crow? <laughs> <laughs> and now it was worth it. Thanks for hanging in there. 
all this time for us to get to Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I'm not even sure I want this out there now. Bands with an animal named Cheryl Crow. <laughs> <laughs> no Phoenix. Dr- no drugs were count? consumed in making this podcast. Does Phoenix count? As, if, do mythical animals count? Yeah, there was a, there's a band called Phoenix TX. Well, there's a band called Phoenix, too. Is there? Yeah. Okay. You know that song, uh, Listomania? Remember that? Listomania. Y'all don't remember that? Y'all don't remember mm. Phoenix? Wait, for real? Mm-mm. I'm going to play a song. Phoenix TX. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to play a song in a little bit. Y'all are going to remember this band. Okay. It was a very popular song. Well, you hung in there for <laughs> Cheryl Crow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was just... And everything... I don't know why it. that popped in my head, but it did. No, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. Thank it's you. the best one that that was uh, brought <laughs> I up. I just keep sitting here thinking as we're talking. Papa Roach. There's another one. Good grief. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Thank you. Not bad. I'm just going to keep hard. trying to think of animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. What are we going <laughs> to... Are we? Is this going to be an episode? I don't know. I don't know what to do. You're gonna, there's a lot of editing to we're be done. We're completely off the rails yeah. at this point in time. Why don't you ask us the questions okay. you're going to ask us? I just can I say I just for our sake and for the audience's sake that I would I just want to save. I agree. The topic of security for next week, <laughs> and I know we've said that. Sorry, Matt Damon. I think. We'll get to you next week. I think yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> I think we've said that five weeks in a row now. Yeah. But I mean it this time. I just we didn't I didn't have a good week and we've already been here for like two and a half hours. And it's the most and important. I, I don't want to be here another me. two hours. Yeah. yeah. And I need to be in a better mood to discuss it. Uh, I, I have coherent thoughts on it. I promise. It may at this point it just sounds like I'm deni- I'm just delaying. The, I'm just I don't like I just don't want to talk about it. Sorry, Matt Damon. Yeah, <laughs> just keep coming up with new ways to yeah. push it to the next we week. Ran but out of time. Yeah. All right, but I would be happy to answer a question or two if we got. We have three, one or two. right? Band of Horses, by the way. Oh, that's oh, a good one. Dang. Yeah. Well, that's I think we've actually one. seen them, right? Didn't they open for Manchester Orchestra? Mm-mm. No. You not went and at saw all. them, I think, though. Didn't you? Maybe. One of the I don't remember which album it was, but. It was around oh nine or so. They recorded here. Hmm. Did they really? Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of a, a band. I know the name of it now, and I don't even want to say it because it's embarrassing how different it is than Band of Horses. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, not even on the same wavelength. Wolf Mother, does that count? Yeah, sure, for, for sure. sure. Oh, I mean, we're the Beatles. Of, we're off of early 2000s now. Yeah, yeah, but, definitely uh, off of. Uh, the, yeah. But still, okay, to my original point, though, I, I, what, I did make a good point. The four bands that I named, Cage the Elephant, Frightened Rabbit, Modest Mouse, and Arctic Monkeys, they were were all actually from the same era. Yeah. And they were all like these, especially if you take out Cage the Elephant. Yeah. You know, Modest Mouse, Arctic Monkeys, Frightened Rabbit are all basically an animal and a random adjective. <laughs> yeah. And really, if you, you know, if you go back even like further. Just, I guess that's what they did to come up with a band name. Yeah, that kind of shows how cyclical it is because in the 80s and 90s, I don't know of any animal bands, but back in the 60s, 70s, late 60s, you got like the Monkees, the Beatles, yeah. Def Leppard. Like you got a bunch of animals back then too. Yeah, that's it's true. kind of strange. The Eagles. Like, they're like Birkenstocks. Hootie yeah. and the Blowfish. Birkenstocks. Sure. Yep. Come in style, go out of style. That's right. Come back. That's right. Okay, why don't you ask us a... I got a couple. Um, I'll ask this one first. It's the easiest to kind of get through. What about the environment? 
how do you hold corporations good, accountable though. with no state? What stops a what stops 3M from dumping chemicals in the Tennessee River under an anarchist society? Can I just say with my very uneducated uh, comment here, um, we've had government for the longest time, and uh, and everybody's clamoring about the environment right now. Yeah. So. Well, I, I kind of asked a very good. a very pointed example because that's actually what happened last year was 3M got in trouble because they were dumping chemicals in the water for like a decade unchecked under the current system. Yeah, this goes to the point I think we've talked about before where what was going on but when the jungle was written where yeah. what happens is actually what government creates is a false sense of security that they have something under control that they may or may not have under control. So whenever you have a monolithic monopoly on these sorts of regulation, that is the problem. So, yeah, there may be instances without government where 3M or some other company does dump these sorts of things in there. But the point is, is that right now, if 3M wanted to do something shady, there is only one hurdle they have to cross. That hurdle they have to cross is bribing or hiding from one agency, that being the government, because everybody else assumes that the government is taking care of it. Whereas if you didn't have this, the responsibility would be spread. Uh, 3M would more than likely have to subject themselves to multiple different review agencies, you know, a year coming Mm -hmm. in to review these sorts of things, just like how restaurants essentially have to subject themselves to reviewers all the time. Mm-hmm. Like restaurants have to have a good product all the time mm-hmm. because one bad review of a bad experience will keep 10 people from coming. And so they are constantly subjecting themselves to this. Whereas if you just had a one, if you just had one agency that went around and reviewed acceptable restaurants, that's all it would take is just get in that person's pocket and you'll be good to go. You'll yeah. get customers, right? Yeah. And so it's the same thing. So yeah, again, we said this at the very beginning you know, keep in mind that there is no utopia in this world and it's not fair to require of anarchism some solution to a problem that can't be solved 100% of the time. The point is, though, is that what anarchism does do is it solves the problem the best way that we can with what we have. And uh, a monolithic, monopolistic agency... Like the FDA, I don't know, I guess that'd be like the EPA, probably taking care of that. Um, just means that there's only one hurdle that 3M has to yeah. cross. And, and it wouldn't they, be that way in a private. If they get caught, there's a slap on the wrist. Yeah. Currently. And even if they get hit hard, the point is, though, is that they can get, all they got to do is they got to figure yeah. out how to beat one boss. Yeah. As opposed to how to beat 15 of them. Yeah. And so that's why anarchy would be better. Not foolproof, but better. Yeah, in in an anarchist system, they would have to answer to everybody that lives in that town. Yeah, or that that community or society. Uh, whereas now they don't have to. Yeah, but and and not even that. Again, you know, people will be like, "Well, nobody's going to pay attention." Well, you it doesn't mean that every individual would have to pay attention. But if three M just suddenly was not letting themselves be subjected to random spot checks by these respected 
over time, you know, these reviewing agencies had, have become established and respected and people, they don't, they don't lie to people and they get things right. And so people look to their opinion, just like a respected media outlet almost would be, you know, back in the day. Um, if three, if three M is not subjecting themselves to their review, that's, that's suspicious enough mm-hmm. for people to be outraged, you know, not by their products and all this kind of stuff. So much less if they were actually trying to do something, you know, it just wouldn't be, just wouldn't be doable. Yeah. And it doesn't, not to say that they wouldn't keep trying to figure out a way, but it would be, it would be much more difficult for them than it is in the current system. Yeah. You have to, you have to grease way more pockets, way more palms. Yeah. You couldn't, it, you couldn't, you yeah. couldn't possibly, you'd have to figure, they wouldn't be able to do it that yeah. way. Now they can do one of two things. They can either grease the palms of the right people or just hide it from the right people. Yeah. And either way, there's only one hurdle to cross, either yeah. one group to hide it from or one you know, set of palms to grease. That's it. Does that answer make sense? It makes sense. I think you just, like, it's so simple and sort of cliche, but you have to keep coming back to it, which is like, is your system now working? Do you think the system now is working well? Uh, the system of government now. If you think it is, well, then we probably don't have a much of a discussion, anyways. But yeah, I I agree. I agree. I mean, the the fact that there's one regulatory body is what allows some of this stuff to happen. All right. Question two. This is this is kind of a long one. And uh, go easy on him. He's wrong a lot on Twitter, but he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. Do we know this guy? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, we kind of got in a conversation over this week. I don't remember what the original tweet was, but essentially he was talking about how interesting it is that people only think there's a crash coming when a president that they hate is in office. Basically like Republicans. Uh, you haven't talked to me. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I said. And we we got in sort of a, a a mini debate about inflation and printing too much money. And essentially, this is the gist of it, of his thoughts. Our nation's ability to print money at will is a good thing. Monetary policy should have two goals, stable prices and maximum employment. Inflation has been under control, maybe even too low, for more than a decade, while employment hasn't been high enough. Looser monetary policy can help correct this. If the Fed does not lower rates when economic conditions call for it, then they are effectively following a deflationary policy. Why do you think deflation will be good for the economy? And I guess this would be a follow-up to whatever you have to say, but it is incumbent upon us to first show evidence that the Fed's policy is creating inflation. If the current policy path is so inflationary, then shouldn't we be seeing it in the data? That is a mouthful. Is this an economist asking this question? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so wait, does he is I'm a little bit confused. Is he asking is he asking saying the burden of proof is on us to prove that inflation, inflation is is, real. is existing? Is, is is existing and also um that printing money at will is good. I hope I hope an an economist or claimed economist is not going off or deciding if inflation is happening based off of CPI. I don't know. I don't know what he's basing it off of because that is not a good measure of yeah inflation. So there's a picture I have on my Twitter background that basically shows the real cost of living increase uh, that shows. So basically, uh, it takes the four main costs. So we've talked about this chart before. It takes the four main 
expenses that you have as an individual, housing, health insurance, transportation, and college. And it shows, you know, obviously they're on the rise. Those costs are on the rise, but so is income. You know, so is median wage for a full-time male worker is also. So it shows a line for full-time median wage for a full-time male worker starting in 1985, going all the way through 2015. And then it also shows the costs of those things, of those goods, okay? So you can look at a lot of things and things that people don't think about. For instance, housing costs have gone up a little, but not not a lot in the last 30 years, some. Transportation has gone up, but not a lot. It's pretty pretty minimal in the last 30 years what transportation costs have, have gone up. And you can, you know, probably credit technological advancement for a lot of that and, and different different things. But the two things that have really skyrocketed are college and health insurance. Health insurance being the the largest by by far. And so these are the types of things that affect the total cost of thriving or the total cost of actually existing. And so now for the first time that we can find those four things cost more than what a median wage for a full-time male worker is. Mm-hmm. So like that's an example of inflation. You're not just going to find it in, you know, the price of bananas. Yeah. You might, you know, too, and I think that you'd actually do, but yeah. maybe that's a separate conversation that's going to have to we'd have to get in a lot more minutia for him for that that I don't really care to get into. But those are the types of things that we see as a clear problem that has come from the rise in, in prices and in costs uh, in in our society in the last 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, he may know more, I'm sure, well, I'm sure he does know more about, you know, MMT, modern monetary theory, than I do. Uh, I don't know a whole lot about how they justify it with their own logic. I know what it is, but, you know, it sounds like he's kind of making an argument along those lines that uh, inflationary policy is can even be good. I don't know. I don't remember all of the question, but uh, what else do I need to address from that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think the biggest thing for me was I think it's pretty obvious that just printing money at will, especially what was the statistic by the end of this uh, stimulus, 40 percent of all U.S. dollars will have been printed in the last 12 months. That's correct. Yeah, that that can't be good. Yeah, and the argument is that that's, that that is good. My my thing, and maybe this is dumbing it down way too much. And if this sounds stupid, I'll just trust you to cut this out. But I almost I I, I sort of just relate it back to like uh, you know the the adage of you lie one time, you got to tell another lie to get out, and another lie, and another lie, and another lie, like the thought that you need all this stuff like you well we've got to have these policies we've got to we've got to print more money we've got to do this adjust the inflation rates we got we need like it's because you did the first thing yeah you know you you take all this stuff out and let the market the free market run itself yeah yeah you don't need these things anymore like you're doing these things because you've decided to meddle yeah yeah no i think that's actually a really great point and we see that increasingly. I mean, I, I saw some absurd bill. I don't remember who, who pinned it, but uh, somebody's going after the furniture industry. Have you seen that? Yeah, get them. No. Get them. They want, they're coming for the furniture industry uh, because some furniture is too easy for to be tipped over and it kills, uh, like, I don't know how many kids, but, like, bunk beds fall over and kill too many kids. They want to regulate the furniture industry. This is like a U.S. senator. 
Yeah. Like it's I'm just sure. constant meddling, constant meddling. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So maybe let's just let's just pull the magnifying glass a little bit further back, and like that's sort of just government. You yeah. Know? You know, without without the the first thing, the first instance of meddling, yeah. you don't need so many of these other things. Do, do things seem to be trending in the right direction or the wrong direction? Wrong. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> And to it's, me. Yeah, I mean, it, the more the government meddles, the worse it gets. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like a pretty clear correlation. Yeah, I mean, they're they're getting into agriculture, or they've been into agriculture. It's not like they're just now getting into it, but you know, they're they're getting deeper into things like our food, um, yeah, medication, whatever. I mean, it's and and what qualifies some of these people to have a say on furniture? Mm. You know, you do you build furniture? Yeah. What do you know about furniture? Yeah. And and I, I made this joke, actually, I think before we were even recording, but another place where you see or where you don't really see inflation, but where it definitely happens is in the way that food is packaged and and sold. So, like, just because the price stays the same doesn't mean that the quantity or the size of what you're getting stays the same. Yeah. So it's a hidden way to have on things like food inflation. Mm-hmm. And the common example people give are, like, Oreos. You know, they're they're smaller and there are less of them in a package than there used to be, even if they cost the same. Mm-hmm. And so that is inflation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is an effect of inflation there. And it's a lot of it's going to be subtle. A lot of it's going to be subtle. I mean, food prices are definitely going up right now. And inflation is just a, a tax on the middle and lower class. That's all it is. Uh, I mean, that's it's, I don't know. I mean, I'm an Aust- Austrian guy, so that's kind of where... You know they hang their hat, but, yeah, and that may make that you know this economist mad that I'm kind of or laugh, kind of roll his eyes that I said that, but it is what it is. It's fun, yeah. I'm sticking to it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, all those all those things that he was he I'm assuming was talking about they're they're like necessary because the precedent has been set that we're gonna intervene, like the government has to intervene. It works under the assumption that the government needs to intervene. Yeah, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Fashion. This point was brought to me uh, actually by somebody else listening to the the uh, state school episode, where well, you know, without the state, the state had to step in and end segregation. Well, the state's the one who started it. Like their solution was a solution to a problem that they created. Yeah, they don't get credit for fixing their own problem, and that's the way people always want to treat the government. Right. Yeah. Not here, though. No, not on this podcast. <laughs> Were there other questions, or is that it? Well, there's more, but they're more for the more for the security thing. Yeah, I feel bad that we're not going to cover it, but I also, in a, another very real sense, don't feel bad. Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of where we are. Have you gotten your uh, your slippers in yet? Your moccasins? Wow, they haven't sent you any yet. Well, they were supposedly sent, but they have been. Delayed. MIA. Wow. Oh, they've been MIA. Mm-hmm. Where did they get lost? I never Memphis. got it. It was always. It was supposed. You know, it was like USPS is waiting on your package. Oh my goodness. To arrive to a USPS location. All right. Let me ask you this, because and this doesn't really apply to your situation, because your situation is you got some free ones. But I've had this happen in the past, actually recently, and I, I need to know what my responsibility is. I ordered something. Didn't show up. For six weeks, I in the meantime contacted the company and said, "Hey, this didn't show up. Uh, this is the second time this has happened. Cancel my membership." 
And then like three weeks later, it showed up to my door. Mm-hmm. What is my responsibility in that situation? Did they send you a replacement? They, no, they just, no, uh, they were refunding me my money. Keep it, move along. Okay. I I mean, if they had sent you a replacement, I would I would say like you probably should contact them and be like, hey, which I guess in a sense they did by sending you money. So. It took like six weeks here. Yeah. You inconvenienced me. And I wanted my money back because I thought it was lost. Yeah. And it eventually showed up three weeks later. I think the right thing to do is probably contact them. It's a tough one. Sorry. It probably is. I tell you what, if that happened with some Minnetonka moccasins, I would definitely contact them because they're great people. That's true. And there's no reason that they should suffer because the post office is incompetent. This was a bad company. I would never... (laughs) A company like Minnetonka, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Product. Yeah. Yeah. Have your feet left the sheets? Put some pillows on your feet. <laughs> Minnetonka moccasins. Do we have a code for this week? Uh, I think it was a uh, guest twenty. Yep, okay. in honor uneducated of uneducated guest twenty. Twenty one, I think, wasn't it? Oh no, it's twenty because twenty percent off. Not the yeah, year. yeah. That's on uh, me. Uneducated guest. We yeah. need to see if we can get 20. him a twenty one though. Make it a quirky little twenty one percent off. I would like that. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, guess 20 for 20% off your uh, first order of Minnetonka moccasins. Don't be scummy. Yeah. It's just one order. Yeah. Not two. What did you end up getting? Just the regular, like, um, slipper style. Yeah. Yeah. You won't regret it. I don't so far. Do you want me to do any sort of outro here or just? No, I'll just play some Third Eye Blonde with the <laughs> outro. That'll be good. All right, well, that's it. That was funny. Is that that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That third eye blonde? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Jumper. <laughs> oh, I know that song. Huh. <laughs>